Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Piera's collapse is where we begin. And I'll tell you, thank God we had some juice late because this had the makings of an absolutely brutal four days in Southern Hills. First off, Tiger, never a factor. Yes, all right, a 69 on Friday to get himself into the weekend. But uh, I didn't see it when he had the five straight bogeys. First time he's ever done that in a major on uh, Sunday. Uh, you know, he had an awful day. Then he had the 79. Then he withdrew. Uh, made sense. Uh, we can discuss Tiger and where this brings him down the road. I'm not sure. I mean, I thought he'd play a lot better this week. I thought uh, having that tournament under his belt at the Masters, I thought having a good opening round at the Masters would help him. He never really got himself on track. In trouble first nine there on Thursday afternoon. Recovered, showed guts, showed the Tiger competitiveness to get him into the weekend. He was not going to win, but it got him into the weekend. Then, of course, uh, the bad showing Saturday and the withdrawal. I mean, he's going to go out there and play St. Andrews. He loves the golf course. Uh, that's flat. And, uh, you know, he's won there twice. So he'll play that. I'm assuming he's going to play the U.S. Open. But you got to wonder right now. I thought he'd play a lot better. I thought I'd see some improvement. But he certainly did not. Um, and I have to wonder right now at 46 years of age, if he's got to have his, if he's got his, got to have, if he has to ice his knee, you know, eight hours after every round he plays just to get ready for the next day, I wonder if it's actually worth it. I mean, and I wonder if he's going to hit that moment here too, where he says, you know what, I can't win, you know, just to play to make the cut. That's not what I'm here for. The younger players are great anyway. So I am so far away from playing on that level. This may not be worth it. After all, I don't think he's come to that realization yet. I think maybe some of his fans have, I would never write him off. I mean, he's Tiger Woods is a miracle man. It's one of the great athletes you're ever going to see. So I never want to write him off. But uh, this was a very deflating performance. And, uh, you know, you have to concern yourself of where he is now long term. And it looked like it was going to be a brutal weekend. I was getting text messages at my golf course. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, as far as the weekend is concerned, boy, what a lousy leaderboard. This is going to be a disaster. da 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 And you woke up Sunday morning and you said to yourself, I got Pierre here. I got Will Zalatoris here. I got, uh, you know, Cameron Young here. Who else do I have uh, that I can follow as far as a Sunday afternoon is concerned? The weather looked cold. The clouds, it got better. as the, yeah, It's almost like the weather picked up as the golf did. I mean, the weather got a little better as the afternoon moved along, but boy, it looked like just not one of those things you wanted to dig yourself into on Sunday with the leaderboard the way it was. Uh, raise your hand if you have heard of Piera before this weekend. Not me. Uh, and raise your hand if uh, you were going to be all revved up on Sunday afternoon on a 50, 60, 58, 60 degree day in Tulsa to watch the golf at Southern Hills. Not me. You know, I had it on. I was raring to go at 2.35 when he teed off, but I really had my doubts of whether I was going to find the juice to sit there and watch this. And as it went along and, uh, you know, it was a little back and forth and, you know, Zalatoris missing some putts, Young having a double bogey on 16, Piera not quite ready to pull away and hide, and he gets to that 18th 
tee box with a one-stroke advantage. Thomas gets hot, seven back, makes birdies, finishes way earlier than everybody else does, which I think in certain situations is a huge advantage. Did not make the putt on 18, but was in the clubhouse at five under. And uh, Pierre is up there on the 18th tee box. You know that's a tricky hole. If you didn't know that much about the hole, you know the hole. It's a long par four. You're not going to birdie it. There's water down that right side. It's a tough second shot. So that's a hard hole. And he seemed to rush that driver. You can't argue about three wood. He had hit driver all week and he had been some success there. So you got to figure he knows what he's doing, but he seemed to have a very strange swing, a jerky swing, a quid. He didn't follow through on it and the ball ended up in the water. He had a very bad uh, short shot. He had a bad third shot that he left in the rough. And then he had a bad chip and he had a bad putt. I mean, it wasn't Vandevelt from a standpoint of uh, the British Open, which he had the triple bogey, which ended up in the playoff with Lowry and he lost. But it was his, and tried to go in the water rolling up his pants. It wasn't that bad, but that's the thing that I was thinking about uh, yesterday afternoon. He actually had to make an eight, nine foot putt just to go out there and, and not get the triple bogey. But he opened up the door. He obviously put Zalatoris and Justin Thomas in the playoff. I like the playoff scenario of the three holes. They started 13. He went to 17, 18. 17 is a easy, drivable par uh, uh, four. And the 13th hole, you obviously can birdie. You can either go for the green and you can lay up and you know do it that way that's what obviously Thomas did uh, and he gets the 17th hole he drives the 17th hole he birdies Zalatoris does not misses a putt you're not going to birdie that 18th hole it's a good three hole playoff and Thomas wins his second major I mean uh, but he didn't win his second major Piero lost his first I mean that is the way to describe this Thomas was good enough to pick up the pieces you know you were not going to beat him in that playoff Zalatoris I mean everybody loves him and he handled himself well, but he's not a great putter. Uh, Thomas is not going to throw away a shot or so on a green. Zalatoris did that in the course of the day. Didn't make a putt when he had to make a putt in a three-hole playoff. Missed a big putt there earlier in the afternoon when he had a chance to uh, really put some pressure on Pierre and he wasn't able to do it. Uh, but the story is about the Chilean who just fell apart. And that is an Terrible, terrible uh, 18th hole. Uh, I was surprised that Amanda, you know, she asked him about the tee shot. But if you're going to have him post-match there, you have to ask him about the chip too. I mean, he hit three bad shots on the hole. He did not hit a good third shot. He left it in the rough. And he had a very poor chip where it basically rolled off the green. I mean, that hole wholly disintegrated. One bad shot led to another. And she only asked him about the drive. I know there's time constraints there, but he is the story of the tournament. I Thomas, listen, he's 29 years of age. He's won a TPC. Now he's won his second PGA. You know, he he is in a discussion with about four or five others. You know, Kepka, uh, Dustin Johnson, Rom. Yeah, you know, obviously Scheffler. He's in the conversation with four or five others as being the best player in the world. They're all sort of about equal. You can make your case for any of them if you wished. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is one he was able to take advantage of. And once he got in that playoff, he was a huge favorite to beat Zalatoris. Zalatoris has not beaten him in three holes. That's all there is to it. Because Thomas has been there before. He's going to, you know, do what he has to do. He's going to come up with one big shot, which he did on 17. And he's going to go out there, which he, you know, drives the green. That's a hell of a drive. He makes he drives the green on that par four. And once he does that, you know, you feel like you're in pretty good shape. So a superb job. By him picking up the pieces. You know, he was good enough where if somebody collapsed, he was going to take advantage. 
He put himself in a position, sort of like Faldo in 96 at the, at the Masters. He put himself in a position where if the 27-year-old would choke, which he did, he would be at least in a situation where he'd get himself in a playoff. He was only one, he was five under, and Pierre was six under. So he put himself in a spot where he was going to be, you know, picking up the scraps if uh, Pierre left the door open, and he did. Now, again, we can argue three-wood driver off that 18th tee box all you want. I guess he hit driver a week. I did not see him play the whole week. So I know everybody indicated that he didn't do anything really different from a club selection standpoint. So if he didn't do anything different the first three days and he had success on the whole, it's hard to kill him too much on the last day. So you got to remember, you know, you just can't get out of your... He didn't have a four-stroke lead. He had a one-stroke lead. So, I mean, it's not like he went out there and he needed to double bogey the hole to win. I mean, he needed to, you know, no worse than a... He needed to par the hole to win. And a bogey gets him into a playoff. He needed to par the hole to win. So if you need to par the hole to win, maybe you got to play it like you normally would play it. Uh, and, he, you know, it was a very odd swing, very quick. I mean, he rushed it, it looked like. But then the other two shots were not good either. And he left the putt nine feet, uh, six feet short. I mean, geez, and you got to make a, a long putt from the apron. You can't leave it short. The next putt, who cares if you finish two under, three under? You got to get that putt to the hole. Yeah, I mean, that's all there is to it. If it doesn't win, it doesn't win. But if it doesn't get to the hole, it's got no chance of going in. So you have to get that to the hole there. I mean, it just was, it was one mistake after another. Who knows how he's going to respond? I don't know enough about the kid. I know that he interviewed his buddy there, Nimian, who won the LA Open. And, you know, he was seemed to be his, a pretty decent support group there. Uh, you know, let's see how he responds. He did do a good job on his post uh, and on the postmortems. Again, I would have liked another question from Amanda. You have to, you just can't stop with the drive because he did three other things wrong in the hole. So you just can't stop on that drive. You gotta, you gotta also get into a situation where you know he's hitting his third shot there, so he, he has to get, he has to get a five, so he's got to put that on the green and two putt, and you know he didn't do that, he hit it in the rough, and then he's got to get up and down, and then he doesn't get, and then he hits a bad chip, and then he's got to make a twenty foot putt from the apron. I mean, it just accelerated, it just accelerated on him. So uh, it, it actually was a weird day because it was a terrible. You know, I watched, I didn't watch much of it Thursday. I watched a lot Friday, you know, and I knew Tiger, you know, made the cut. All right, it adds a little something to it. I didn't watch much Sunday at all. I, I matter of fact, I don't think I think, I don't, did I see anything? I don't know if I saw anything Sunday. I was too busy imploding myself. I'll get to that. Uh, but I, I, I was, yesterday I did not do tennis. I did not do golf. I ran six miles early in the day. I actually took a nap because the NBA decided to televise Dallas Golden State at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I wanted to make sure I had a chance to watch that. I blame that on TNT. I know a lot of people at TNT want to blame it on Adam Silva. How do you start Dallas and Golden State at 9 o'clock at night on a Sunday night? 9-10. I mean, really, folks? This is what you're going to do? Uh, it's not in the West Coast. It's Central Time Zone. You're going to start on a Sunday night when you've been sitting there watching sports all day. I know TNT doesn't want to get involved in having a beat other sporting events. So that's why they put it at night because they don't want to go up against the golf. They don't want to go up against the hockey. They don't want to go up against local baseball. So they put it at night. But, you know, I took a nap yesterday at 1.30 to make sure I can watch the first half. <laughs> but I was on top of the golf and the golf got better. But it got better because of the collapse. And if I'm Tiger, he won't because he's too damn competitive and too prideful. He's not going to want to end his career on this. If I'm Tiger... I got to think about if this is all worth it. 
I really do. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.